Good morning. Welcome to today's devotion. Well, how many of you know that a lie is a lie, no matter who tells it, no matter if it comes from your parents, no matter if it comes from me, no matter who it comes from, a lie is a lie. It's, it's no doubt about it. Just like a lie is a lie, a truth is a truth. But the only way that we can understand the truth is by going to the person that we know that's truthful. I'm talking about our Lord and Savior. I'm going to start off by uh, praying and as we get into today's devotion, because I believe that the Spirit of the Lord is, is on us. But however, we have to welcome His Spirit to be a part so that He can expose every single lie that's ever been told, and even the lies that we tell ourselves. So, Father, we just thank you. Thank you as we go into the, today's word. May you be with me. May you speak to me as well as through me. May you open up the ears and the hearts of those that will listen so that they would understand what thus said the Lord, not what thus says Darnell, but what you say and what your Holy Spirit say. May you show your people exactly how to apply your teaching to their lives so that they can be totally free in Jesus' name. Amen. I started out this weekend watching this series called Terminal List. And if you allow me to use this scenario, in this series, um, one of the main characters um, started out on a mission. And as he started out on this mission, he thought, and it appeared to be a legitimate mission. And I'm not going to go into the details so that you guys could go back and look at the series. Um, um, but what's interesting is he started out thinking he was going and following a truth only to define layer after layer, deception after deception was uncovered. Even to the point of the matter, the people that were near and dear to him were the very people that were attempting to deceive him. Were the, and the reason why it was uncovered as one truth uncovered one lie. Because in order for you to uncover a lie, a truth got to be revealed. Similar today, as we go into today's word, Jesus said it in John 8 and 31, and I'm not going to summarize it. I'm just going to read it exactly how he said it. So Jesus was saying to the Jews and who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, what does that mean, abide? It means that um, to saturate. In here, it says continually obeying, which means we don't use obey, we desiring 
his teachings and living in accordance with them. You are truly my disciples and you will know the truth regarding salvation and the truth will set you free from the penalty of sin. You see, in order for a lie to be exposed, you got to know the truth about it. A lie is something I can lie to myself and say that I can continue on a path of promiscuality, which I've done before. And I can justify it by saying that I'm with this person and saying that as long as I know I'm going to be with you, it's as if we're married. And I can say that because here it is, I'm in knowing that I'm separated, so I can't get married. So here it is, guys. It's a lie. So it's in disguise. So that means that I'm manipulating her. I'm at the, at the heart of it. Jesus can't come in. So therefore, I can't get free. And therefore, the lie continues. So then I come down the path of justifying my behavior. And even more so, even when I wasn't separated and I wanted to have premarital sex. So what do I do? Um, you know, hey, I'm, I'm where instead we don't need to do this paper thing because, hey, you know, that's just for the courts. OK, so am I committed? Jesus says it like this. He said, in order for there to be a covenant, I must, because the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, he says it like this, and this is how a truth uncovers a lie. He said, number one, you first have to understand that when you're having sex, and this is in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and you can read it starting at verse seven. He goes on and talk about the purpose of a covenant marriage. The difference is, is he says that you're representing the father, the son and the Holy Spirit. So that means that when I'm um, involved in a promiscuous behavior or having sex with somebody, what he's saying is you're supposed to have this mindset that you're with me. She's with me. And now. We're all, and you're bringing glory to me in that relationship. I'm going to move on. See, I'm just saying a lie is a lie, and we can deceive ourselves, and because we deceive ourselves, we go on with it. Let me show you something in the scriptures. Paul talks about this in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And many of us, what we do is, we have this picture of Satan and as the, the whole, when we were growing up, the costume, the red costumes and the, the forks, the pitchforks. But Satan doesn't look like that. And as you're going to see some see further in the scripture, he disguises himself as an angel of light in order to deceive people. If he can get us to think a certain way. As Jesus says, you will know the truth and the truth shall set you free. That means that salvation can come to that area of your life so that you can have total freedom. And 
in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, he says, For though we walk in the flesh as mortal men, we're not carrying on our spiritual warfare according to the flesh using the weapons of a man. In, order, in other words, we don't fight as if we are fighting with somebody that we can see. He said, here's how we do it. The weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons. Our weapons are divinely powerful for the destructions of a fortress. What's a fortress? It's a castle. It's uh, uh, what we, we do in church. At um, We put up our, a petition or uh, a, a curtain in order to section off an area in which we don't want people to see what's going on or another activity that's going over on in a particular area. And sometimes what we do with our sin, we section it off so that it doesn't, we don't want God to have that particular area. So that's the reason why we have so many Christians still year after year going through the same issues after issues because that part, that curtain, that black curtain is still up there or that partition or that wall, which is the fortress, is still up there. So because that truth, won't, you won't allow that truth to go behind that curtain, it can't expose what is hidden. So he says that we are destroying sophisticated arguments and every exalted proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. We are to take every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ. What did I just say to you? What you have to do is just like what I had to do. I had to look for scripture. I had to find 1 Corinthians chapter 6 on sexual behavior because that was my struggle, on promiscuous because that was my struggle. So I had to bring those thoughts in alignment with Christ in order to bring down that curtain so that I wouldn't have continued, the enemy wouldn't continue to bring up that, that desires and that stronghold in my life. So when you bring that down, then that curtain comes down, you bring God's truth, and now you can be set free. So this is what Paul was talking about. You, you tear down every single thing and exposes the truth so that you tear down and bring God's knowledge over that. And he said, being ready to punish every act of disobedience when your own obedience is complete. There it is. So we're bringing every single thought. It says that you are looking only at the outward appearance of things. If anyone is confident that he is in Christ, he should consider and reflect Christ's image. And that's the goal as believers. We just can't go to church. We can't just uh, volunteer without actively applying God's truth. That's one of Satan's jobs. Remember the pitchfork and the costume? That's because we are looking for him to come out and show himself. But really, in our day-to-day -day life, we're walking around carrying a lie and 
holding up a lie to win just like me. Okay, it's okay to have sex. Everybody's doing it. That's a lie. You know, instead of me going with what God says about it. And that's what you have to do as believers. And so I'm going to go on to what Paul says it further on in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. He says, I'm afraid that even as servants has the serpent beguiled Eve by cunning, his cunning, her minds, he's corrupted and led many away from the simplicity of sincere and pure devotion to Christ. One of the ways, the next way that Satan deceives us is by getting us to believe that as long as we're just reading our Bible and we're just doing church activity, and even if we're tired and if anything is begrudging, that means that you have to wonder, just like Paul is saying, many of us are being deceived. Because if we're going through the motions without any change, that means that you got to ask yourself, we might have invited some demonic influence because it's just a chore. If it's just become a chore instead of desire, your desire has to be pleasing God. So you have to ask yourself, what's your motivation behind what you're doing? What's your motivation behind singing in a choir? What's your motive behind being a great at church? What's your motive behind it? Because if you're doing things without applying God's truth, in every area of your life, then you're just going through the behavior and activities instead of allowing God's word to transform you. Jesus, as I started off by saying, he said, if you abide in my word continually, obeying my teachings and living in accordance with it, you are truly my disciples. So discipleships, what Jesus said is, it's not just merely activity. He's saying that discipleships is about living in accordance with his truth. True freedom is living according to his truth. And so that we're able to know who he is and able to punish and tear down all walls, all curtains that tries to um, over compensate or justify certain behaviors from following Christ. That's how you know it's not from Christ. So I'm moving on. The simplicity, as I was saying, is simple. Satan goes around deceiving, lying, and thinking that as long as we do certain behavior, that we're fine. It's okay. Because as long as we walk around unchanged, if nothing changes, nothing changes. So there is no transformation. So there is no freedom. But there is study condemnation and bondage. Here it is. But in verse 13, Paul says it like this further in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 13. I'm going down. He said, for such men are counterfeit apostles. See? Are we being counterfeit believers? Are we being truly his disciples? 
deceitful workers masquerading as the apostles of Christ. Are we masquerading? So he said that, and it's no wonder since Satan himself masquerades as an angel of life. So it is no great surprise if servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness, but their end will correspond with their deeds. And this is why I open up a lie is a lie, no matter who tells it. If I tell it to myself, it's a lie. The only way to counsel a lie out is just like he did on terminal list, to go by from each one, each lie, deal with it, bring truth to it, counsel it out, and go tear down each partitional wall, tear it down one by one with God's truth and destroying every single knowledge that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. Now, how is this occurring? It's because, it's because of this scripture right here. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, it goes on and it says the spirit of the mystery of lawlessness. He said, I don't want you guys to be ashamed in regard to the future. And it's now here. I'm just summing it up a little bit, but then I'm going to go into it. He said, it's already here in the day and it's already here and it will be here until the Lord cometh. But I'm going to start right here where it says that verse three, it said, let no one in any way deceive or entrap you for the day will not come unless the, apost the apostasy comes first. That means the abandonment of faith from those that pro um, profess Christians. It's talking about people that don't want to have anything to do with the Lord. They don't profess Christ, but they don't profess the faith. They once did, but they've abandoned it altogether. We know people like that. Hey, I used to go to church, but now I don't believe in that stuff anymore. It says the man of lawlessness is revealed and the son of destruction is the Antichrist. The one is designed to be destroyed, who opposes and exalts himself proudly above every so-called God of object worship. So we got people that are worshiping things, the homes, the houses, let's call them out their careers. We got people that are worshiping themselves. And all of these things are actually taking place even in the temple of God and in public. And they are proclaiming to be God over the true and living God. And we got people that are proclaiming that. And he said, do you remember that when I was still with you, I was telling you about these things? This is Paul was warning him. He said, the mystery in verse seven of lawlessness, which means rebellion against divine authority. Remember, I started out my teaching a couple of weeks on talking about divine authority. God is the authorized authority. If you want to know what God says, or if you're confused on any subject matter, look it up and look up the scripture and see what God says about it. The only way 
to dispel a lie is to put truth there. One, one thing that the devil doesn't like is truth. So if he tells you that you're supposed to be afraid that you're going to lose your job, you got to be able to put up a scripture and says no. But the Bible says perfect love casts out fear. My Bible says that my God shall, shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. So the only way to dispel the truth, I mean, dispel a lie is by shooting it down with the truth. He said that only until he's who is now restrained is taken out, this thing is going to continue. And then I'm going to go down. I want you to continue to read this. He said, because many people are deceived by the miracles, things happening. Oh, you know, people win and thinking, oh, yeah, this must be God. I, I want a billion dollars. No, that, that may not be from God. You need to watch. But here it is. He said, but in verse 10, by unlimited seduction to evil with all deceptive wickedness for those who are perishing because they do not welcome the love of the truth, which is the gospel. So as to be saved, they, be, they are becoming spiritually blind and they reject the truth that will save them because this God has sent upon them this misleading influence. See, as I was saying, um, the last devotion, God allows his pass of wrath. In other words, he stands by and lets you have the due consequences. So he stands beside and say, okay, you want to go that way? I'm going to let you go that way. And now you're going to get those influences. Since you want to believe a lie, I'm going to allow you to continue to believe that lie. But here in verse 12, it says that in order that they all may be judged, the truth about sin and the need for salvation through Christ. But instead, they take pleasure in unrighteousness. I'm going to close right there. Terminal list was about terminating any lies, canceling out any things, any deceptive behaviors, any things that's destroying his life. And in turn, the same thing is true about us. The only way to destroy deception and lies is to know the truth. As Jesus says, if you abide in my word, in John 8 and 31, continually obeying my teachings, living in accordance with them, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth regarding salvation and the truth will set you free from the penalty of sin. All right, I'm closing right there. Father, I just thank you for your truth. Your truth exposes all lies, all deceptive ways, even the hidden agendas that I hide, even myself. We stand exposed and we lift it up before you. Everything that we've hidden, Lord, you said that you know our our, our hidden thoughts. May you open up our, our minds and our hearts. And as you reveal those things to us, may we lay it open so that we can be completely free and walk in total freedom so that we're not walking around deceived. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Well, as always, as first as Christians, as as people that confess Jesus as Lord, the difference is if you want Jesus to be Lord over every area of your life, it starts with you recognizing that the truth must abide in, in you. And now for those of you that don't have a relationship with God and want to know God more. I'm going to give you an opportunity right now. I'm asking you that you would repeat these words with me. Just say, Lord Jesus, I need you. And I'm asking that you come into my life and be my Lord and my Savior. I believe that you died for me. And I believe that you rose from the grave. Now, from this day forward, I thank you for taking total control of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to take it a step further for you if you're starting out for the first time in Christ. I want to know if you're interested in learning more about truly being his disciples and growing and learning Christ. I'm asking if you would reach out to me. Uh, reach out to me at btcempower.org and hit the contact link, hit the prayer link, and just say, I, I just received salvation. I just want to learn more of how to become a, a disciple. All right. Have a wonderful day. Remember, the only way a lie or deception is exposed is by allowing God's truth. Have a wonderful day.